3: crossing route. Gurley makes the catch 20. First down, he
0: hurdles. Far side of the field, stays on his feet. Inside the 10, Todd Gurley making his case for MVP. Rams sideline across the field from us, erupts in celebration. And so the playoffs are coming back to L.A. This January at the Coliseum. We, not me, versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West champions.
4: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Managing Editor Derek Ciappola. Tonight we bring you our preseason around the league roundtable. I've got with us some fantastic guests. I'll introduce them in a moment. First, I want to ask you to head over to iTunes subscribe, please. Five star reviews are definitely needed. It's really important to us, of course. Don't forget that fifty dollars gift certificate has been there since I think the Stone Age, waiting for somebody to pick it up. Once we to hundred, that happens. SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, google play android player fm and don't forget we're on iebeatradio.com they air our show on wednesdays saturdays and sundays at 10 a.m pacific time okay i want to introduce our guests first from keep pounding podcast covering the carolina
5: panthers dennis walsh what's up Dan? not much man uh long time no talk what was it a couple weeks <laughs> a couple, couple months now to catch up a little bit oh yeah it was may but hey what's up man time flies when you're uh when you guys are getting hurt. I guess we'll ask you about that.
4: Uh, <laughs> next from the Lightning Round podcast, covering the San, I mean, the Los Angeles Chargers. Here's Garrett Sisty. Garrett, glad to have you on again.
6: Can you hear my head shake? Because <laughs> I was doing it while you were doing it. You can't hear that? But yeah. yeah hey, guys. What to do? How you guys doing? I
4: don't remember if, if it bothered you that we, that we teased you about it san diego or not but
6: uh being a native san diegan yeah it still stinks it still stinks well if it makes you feel
4: better we, we want the team back in san diego i mean <laughs> we don't we all i mean just saying <laughs> just saying okay from the rock power report our resident drunk drew guyer how are
3: you
7: i am fantastic With uh you? my producer chris is over here we're both hanging out we're drinking a couple brews and uh
3: looks like we, we've gone through a
4: 12 pack already over here <laughs> You, folks, you, you can't see. It. We can't, you can't see your camera shot, but they're they're serious. It's there's a lot of beers there. Last but not least, from the Bears Bears podcast, covering of course the Chicago Bears. Here's Brandon <coughs> Hazlett. What's going on, Brandon?
1: It's been real busy, man. Just got back uh, Sunday morning from uh, the NFL Hall of Fame the enshrinement and the, the Hall of Fame game on Thursday. So it's been busy. But you were there. What was it like? It was really cool. Like real surreal to see all the all the busts and stuff. See all you know. The first face that I see is George Hallis Anyway, uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, and the game itself was just a real chill event. Uh, it's attached to a high school. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Canton, but the stadium's not as not as big as I thought it was going to be. And it's right off the highway, too, so you literally can drive by and just see everything. Yep. You don't even have to buy a ticket. You can just sit there on the interstate and watch it.
4: And that's actually very true. It's right school. <laughs> okay, so we have a lot to discuss in a short amount of time. Before we even get there, I need to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, Jim Hawk, and his outstanding book Hollywood team. Folks, if you like Rams history, with a bit of personal touch, Jim Hawks, Hollywood team, grit, glamour in the 1950s, Los Angeles Rams is the story to read. It's about the 1950s Rams through the lens of Jim's dad, John, who was an offensive lineman for the team from 1953 to 1957. As we we look forward into the new year, getting close to Christmas, this is a great time to start packing away those gifts Check out this story. It's a great one. talks about Norm Van Brocklin, Elroy, Crazy Legs Hirsch, Tom Fears, Les Richter, all those greats from the 1950s Rams. You can find Hawk's book online at Hollywood's Team and on Twitter at Hollywood's Team. It's available in hardback and electronic form at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And last time I talked to Jim, he mentioned that it's going to be out in a, in a paperback sometime next year, so if you want to wait for that. But, folks, it's worth every penny. It's an affordable book. It's a great read. Check it out. It's Hollywood's Team. Rick Glenn, the 1950s Los Angeles ramp is well worth your time. Okay, here we go. Let's get this conversation going. For folks listening, i mean I'll be asking these gentlemen a series of questions about the upcoming season. I'll move from person to person to give each person a chance to answer before I finally answer myself. You guys ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, I'm gonna start with Dennis. <laughs> Dennis, what do you feel? Will be the breakout story of the twenty
5: eighteen NFL season, and why? I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like uh, I was just but pl- just playing Madden, by the way. Happy, happy um, Madden Eve, <laughs> and uh, you know, th- they put a lot of focus into the Jaguars, and and I do think, um, granted, they were a step away last year. I think we are going to see maybe not the sixteen and zero we see um, uh, that they were. Um, that they were saying in camp, but I do think the breakout story will be that defense. They were talking about not letting up any touchdowns. And, uh, I think they're going to be dominant this year. Not really a, a uh, unexpected one, but I think the Jags are, are the real deal this year. True.
7: Honestly, I think the story of the NFL this year is going to be the unraveling of the new England Patriots. <clears throat> I mean, there's been a lot of talk more so than ever about the fact that there's trouble brewing in new England. I mean, more so than there's ever been before. Brady's kind of, uh, he's another year older. Every year as Bills fans, we've been waiting for him to retire. And for a decade, he's been proving us all wrong. He's that much farther towards the end of his rope. And now there's some fraying of the inner workings of what has been the Patriots way. And I'm interested to see, and I think that that's going to really define the NFL. Because think about it, the Patriots have been one of the most dominant franchises in recent history. If they underachieve, which I think they're going to, that's going to be huge for the NFL. All
1: right, Brandon, your thoughts? Uh, my biggest breakout story here is I think, is going to be quarterbacks that return from ACL injuries. Uh, most notably, Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson, because both were, were poised to have MVP-type seasons last year. And neither of those injuries are are small. I mean, both ACLs, but regardless, it's still a tough injury to come back from. And from everything I've been reading, they're totally both ready to expect to be ready by week one. And both are smart, savvy guys. I think they'll be able to uh, make more noise than anticipated this year.
6: Garrett? Okay, so you guys are close. Now, first of all, on Madden, just a little tidbit here. They still have in Madden right now, if you go to Madden, they're announcing the Chargers as the San Diego Chargers <laughs> on certain games. That is happening. We, no, EA Sports has already been notified. They're already going to make the change with the new update. But you can literally hear them say Mission Valley, San Diego Chargers. It's bizarre. But anyway, um, quarterbacks is close. But I think um, the breakout story is going to be all these rookie quarterbacks. You know, like uh, Mitchell Trubisky had a, a year last year, but this is his real year with Chicago. You've got Patrick Mahomes now coming up, who's you know his technically his rookie year now. We're talking about Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold you got Baker Mayfield, of course. You've got all these young quarterbacks, a ton of them, that are going to be coming back and playing for the first time. So this is going to be probably the biggest storyline, I think. Okay, is no leaving Josh Allen? No, I'm leaving him out. I think, uh, <laughs> I think we can go ahead and put him aside. He won't even count towards this group. <laughs> Ouch. Have you guys seen a worse quarterback group than that, that quarterback room of Buffalo? Um, um,
7: I'll, we talked about it tonight on our podcast, and I'll,
3: I'll tell you, it's tough. Because right we, only, got, we through, only we only have what six total starts between three people
7: between three people and ultimately none of them look good. It's really,
3: oh. it's I mean, my
4: <laughs> really, hey man, hey I'll like go nineteen mid nineteen nineties L.A. Rams, <laughs> sorry St. Louis Rams at the time quarterbacks. I mean you having T.J. Rubley in there. Uh, I, uh, no,
5: it was I, I can remember that's. No, I'm done. No hey, hey, man, this ac- is- according to Kelvin, though, that, that QB room is accurate AF, you know?
6: <laughs> uh, that, that Buffalo room is top five worst quarterback rooms I've ever seen. Josh Allen, A.J. McCarron, Nathan Peterman. Oh, God. Okay, Ooh, we'll come back to this.
4: Group. Wow. We'll come back to this. Um, for, <laughs> oh, right. we get some strong opinions in the room. That's what we need. Uh, for <laughs> me, my breakout story, I think we are we are going to either see or start to see the reemergence of two Uh, More legendary franchise in the NFL, that being the Chicago Bears and the Cleveland Browns. I think the Cleveland Browns have pieces in place now, finally, to start actually being an NFL team instead of a high school team. And Chicago's defense is just looking really good. I think it's only a matter of time before the offense starts to catch up. So that's my breakout story. I'm not saying these teams are going to be world beaters. I'm saying we're going to finally see them actually doing something in the NFL and reemerge. All right. Um, next question for you guys, what team do you think is ready to make that next step and become a Bowl contender this year? And why? Uh, let's go with Garrett back to you.
6: Um, I mean the, the easy choice is the Houston Texans because they finished what four and 12. I mean, they're, a, they were a good team with the Sean Watson before he got injured. I think if you're looking at record to make the biggest jump, probably the Houston Texans, because there's a lot of good teams that I think will still be good. You know, Rams, Saints, Vikings, Eagles, you know, Patriots. Probably see the Jags being good too. But like, I think a lot of those teams will still be good. But I think the biggest jump will probably be the Houston Texans. Four and 12. I think they make the playoffs this year.
1: Brandon? I'm going to actually go with uh, the New York Giants because uh, they added Nate Soldier at left tackle. They drafted Saquon Barkley. And those were two key spots that they needed to upgrade. And on top of that, they added Pat Shermer, who made Case Keenum. Look like a very, very solid quarterback. I think the offense is set up to have some barn burners on top of uh, the receivers they have there with Odell Beckham Jr. as well. True. (laughs) I'm
7: going to go across the conference. There's nobody in the AFC that scares me, but I'll tell you, the team that I think is ready, the Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings had the defense last year. I mean, you're talking Ravens-esque defense. Shut your lights out defense. Their offense with Case Keenum was good. They had great games. But now you've got Kirk Cousins, a guy who can, I don't know, I guess I just I prefer that quarterback to what Case Keenum brings to the table because Keenum had some off games. I argue that if you replaced the two quarterbacks, that game against the Saints would not have come down to the Minnesota Maribald. I think that that team with the defense that they have, the draft capital they spent this year, and what they spent just to retain their own guys and keep that defense together, if their offensive line comes back, be healthy as we expect them to be leaving training camp, that's a team I expect to be playing for the Lombardi next year. Can you imagine playing them twice a year? (laughs) No, I can't imagine (laughs) what playing a team like that would be like. Oh, wait, we do. It's, yeah, it's the, the Patriots.
6: Patriots. <laughs>
7: <laughs> what they do to you guys on defense, they do to us on offense. They just pull your pants down and make you look stupid. I, get, I mean, I get it, but yeah.
5: Dan, uh, am I too much of a homer here to say the Rams, Derek? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I mean, a homer for you, but I mean, you, I mean, you can't ignore adding Peters to lead Shields uh, So and also Brandon Cooks. I mean, McVay said he wanted him last year. Um. I think they're that team that makes I guess if you'd call it a step um and of course, I mentioned them in the last question, but the Jaguars adding Norwell, of course from the Panthers this makes their running game even scarier so um I used them before though, so I'm gonna go Rams here. I think that they've added enough pieces to uh, to get over that hump that they didn't last year.
4: I want to say Rams guys, I really do being you know this being you know a Rams talk podcast, but I've been burned before. I'm like the the girlfriend at the altar who just is waiting for that guy to you know not drop down. So I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers on the short term. I think the the way they maneuvered in the draft, rebuilt that secondary. Aaron Rodgers is back. I like where they're going. They they've rebuilt the receiving core as well. So for this year, I think they're ready to take that next. I'm not. It, it's hard though. The NFC being as loaded as it is, but I'm going to go with Green Bay. All right. Dennis, back to you. What team
5: do you expect to experience a major drop-off from last season and why? And I think the Bills guys touched on it earlier, and um, this might just be me <laughs> living in Boston and, and hating the Patriots, but I really think the Pats finally do take a step back. Um, those weapons that, that Brady lost and cooks I mean, look at the receivers they're rolling out with this year. Um, did just pick up Eric Decker. I always say that the Patriots are that team that will take someone who uh, everyone's given up on and they'll have an incredible season. So who knows what Decker will do. Um, But I really think the Patriots are going to have to rely on the run this year. Um, They do have Sony Michelle, but we'll see how that um, stacks up in, you know, the years of them being such a pass heavy offense and the AFC defense is finally turning around. So um, I'll go ahead and throw the Patriots out there. I mean, granted, a drop-off for them is probably like nine and seven or 10 and six, but I don't think we'll see a dominant Pats this year.
3: True. I was going to say, jump on that. Um, the Patriots there and just mention Edelman's out for the first four games. That's oh, huge. Yeah. I mean, Brady's the number one target.
7: I, wa- I I wish I could high five you through the camera. <laughs> the team I expect to experience a drop-off is the Patriots. And mind you, that's, from, hey, we're a perennial Super Bowl contender. I expect them to appear vulnerable. Do I expect them to miss the playoffs? No. Do I expect them to not win the division? No. Because that speaks to the weakness of the teams under them. When I'm talking about the Patriots, what I think of is, hey, every single year this team has the ability to win the Super Bowl. I don't think they have that this year. We had on our podcast a... a, he kind of co-hosts a radio show, PFW in progress. Every now on again. He's an occasional co-host. He fills in when guys are sick. He's a frequent caller. He's our go-to guy on Patriots news. He is sick about the state of their defense. And he said flat out, last year we couldn't stop a nosebleed. And this year, things don't really seem to have changed. We spent all this draft capital on offensive players. And we tried to get better, but we didn't get any better linebackers. And our defensive line doesn't seem any different. So what are we doing that's not going to be like it is last year? And we lost a left tackle. Which, Bill Belichick, something I guess a lot of people don't realize. He's only had three left tackles in his entire career in New England. Three. He finds cornerstones. I think there's positions that Bill picks out and says, hey, I can live and die by these and I can fill in the rest of the blanks because I'm a great coach. He's got more blanks than he has people to fill them. With. And now it's going to be really interesting to see how they react to that. Like Chris touched on, there's no Edelman. There's, you have questionable targets across the board for the passing game. You can try to rely on the running game, but you've got a bunch of defenses that have gotten really good front in the front seven. So hopefully you can run in your own division because if you
1: can't, you're in for a rough seat. Brandon. As much as I'd love to jump in on the, the Patriots falling off train, uh, I think you guys have hit everything that I would have touched on. Uh, so I'm going to take a different team. I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs. I think losing uh, Matt Nagy as their offensive coordinator is really going to hurt them, especially with, a, as we talked about earlier, a quote-unquote rookie quarterback with Patrick Mahomes. I think there's just a lot of unanswered questions about that offense right now in, in an offense-driven league. I think that's going to hurt them.
6: Garrett. Yeah, so I was going to go a different direction, too. And I was going to say the Chiefs. I think you're exactly right. I mean, losing is a big deal. Losing Peters is a big deal. And, you know, having Alex Smith was just enough to not hurt you. Mahomes is like a gunslinger who's averaging an interception in training camp every day. He is just balls to the wall, throws it to whoever. And he is a gunslinger. And he's going to hurt this team more than he's going to help his first year, so I think they take a step back this year. For
4: me, I'm going to throw one at the wall here. I don't want to be copycatting on the Patriots and Chiefs, although I think both (laughs) are great great contenders. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. When you have an aging Ben Roethlisberger, you have some issues underlying with their running back, Le'Veon Bell. They didn't really fix the problem with Shazier, that linebacking spot. They already had issues in the secondary. There are a lot of questions about that Steelers team, and they might not show... You know, they're going to be like a Patriots team. They're not going to win 12, 13 games. They might win 10 games. That division is getting tougher again, except for the Bengals. I mean, I don't know what's going on, the Bengals. So I just look at it and think, it's starting to, starting to be a time where we're going to see some turnover for the Steelers. So I'm ex- I'm expecting a drop off there. So there you go. All right, Garrett, who do you believe will be the NFL Rookie of the Year and why?
6: This might be the easy choice, but I say Saquon Barkley. I think with the... Giants offense and taking deep safeties and linebackers out of the box to cover Odell Beckham Jr. I think Saquon Barkley can eat in that offense. So I think they're going to feed him early and often. He's going to get the workload. Uh, He's going to be a high draft pick at fantasy and all of my drafts. Uh, He's going to be the NFL
1: rookie of the year. Brandon, I'm in the same boat. Uh, I have Saquon Barkley as well because I said earlier that the Giants are going to be the one that take the biggest leap and Saquon Barkley is going to play a huge role in that. It's not going to go unnoticed. True. Right now, I'm looking at a gambling website
7: handicapping 2018 NFL offensive rookie of the year odds. Saquon Barkley is the runaway leader. Okay, He's plus 140. The guy closest to him is Baker Mayfield at plus 400. The next closest guy is Josh Allen at plus 900. Which is crazy because Josh Allen isn't going to see the field this year. At least he should. (laughs) Honestly, if I had to take a look over the Rookie class, and try to figure out who I thought was going to be the rookie of the year. I feel like you've got two players. You've got Sony Michelle, and they're both running backs. Sony Michelle out of the Patriots, because if they can run the ball in our division, based on the threat of Tom Brady throwing the ball, if everyone plays scared and doesn't play the run, and he eats based on that, hey, he he's the he's the guy that Lawrence Maroney was supposed to be, and he's going to destroy. He'll blow Saquon Barkley off the map, statistic-wise. On the other side, you've got Rashad Penny out there in the NFC West. That's a line that's, uh, for the Seahawks, their offensive line was terrible last year. But if that running back shows the promise that he showed as a just as a candidate to be drafted, he could be a big story out there. And stories sometimes win more than statistics. Those are the two guys
5: I'm going. Dennis. You know, I, th- I think Barkley is obviously the easy pick, especially because if, you know, if he got taken by like the Browns or earlier, you know, then the Giants, he probably would have had to carry the whole team. But with the Giants, he can at least um, rely on that passing game to open things up for him. So I do think that uh, Barkley is a the pick there. But just to kind of switch it up, um, maybe as at least as a defensive player of the year, I think I'm looking at Bradley Chubb. Uh, over on the Broncos too, to make some noise as far as the rookies go. Um, I know maybe not so much compared to some of the running backs as far as rookie of the year, but as far as a defensive rookie of the year, um, I think that's a name you get a circle too.
4: You guys are killing me. Every time I, I have one, someone you know <laughs> makes. Mine with Saquon Barkley. I'm going to shift because I don't want to be a copycat again. I got to stop going last. Folks, I'm going to roll with Denzel Ward from Ohio State with the Browns. I He's used to that environment. He's used to the Ohio weather. He was he really came on in his last year at Ohio State. Uh, lots of development with him. He's doing well on campus far this year. I really, really like what he can bring to that defense out there in Cleveland. So I'm going to go with Denzel Ward. All right. Before we continue, want to pause, talk about Sal Martinez and the Golden Ram Barbershop. If you're looking to support one of your own in Orange County and like the old school, I'm talking seriously old school. Barbershop experience, check out the Golden Ram Barbershop at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California at 92683. Sal Martinez opened up his shop, on am serious, as a shrine to the Rams on the day the team left for St. Louis and he kept the light on. It's been on ever since. He's by appointment only. Give him a call, 714 894 Rams or 7267. Use the promo code Talk so he knows we sent you and get a discount on an already affordable haircut. The Golan Barber Shop is open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. I gotta remind you, now we're getting close to football season Sunday. It's closed. He's watching football with his family. One more time, give Sal a call at 714-894-7267. A visit to his shop is worth it. It's, it's a museum, folks. It's like a Hall of Fame on the West Coast. Trust me. Or you won't regret it. He even managed to give me a decent haircut. And that's saying something. <laughs> Alright. Here we go. Den. Which veteran do you think will make his last
5: stand this season? I mean, that one's easy for me. I think I think Julius Peppers gives this year his last run, um, especially when they take the Lombardi home. But uh, <laughs> no, Pe- Pe- I, I think Peppers. Um, I think this is his last year. He hasn't said it officially, but you know, coming off surgery last year, um, kind of saw what they had last year. Um, decided to give one more run and. I know Thomas Davis talked him into it, who said it was his last year, but uh, now also wants to play another year and not go out with sus- a suspension. So, um, yeah, Julius Peppers, sadly, uh, makes his last run as a Panther, I think.
4: Okay, I'm going to jump in this time and give mine so I don't get have to go out to see here. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll. I, I'm not saying he's retiring after this season, but I think this will be his last hard go, and I'm saying Tom Brady. I think, Tom Brady, you guys are, are hitting it dead on about You know, it's hard to keep a franchise going for almost 20 years. And the Patriots, to the credit, as much as we hate to say it, have done that. But Tom Brady's, like, ancient now, okay? It's only a matter of time with fewer weapons as your body ages. I think we start seeing that drop off from him. This will probably be a last major stand for him. Bill Belichick is probably retiring soon. So, I'm going with Tom Brady. Drew, go.
7: It's, it's tough for me because there's a part of me that wants to name... The, the guy that I immediately think of is Akib Talib because he's almost the same age as my father, I feel. I feel like I've been listening to both of them just, just for a long time. Akib Talib strikes me as the guy who's probably near the end of his rope, but he's still performing well enough that he's in the NFL. He joined the Rams. He's here now. And... He strikes me as a guy who's out to get that ring. He's trying to get one. I think that this is his best shot. But I also think that from here, I mean, Pro Football Focus had him as their 14th best cornerback. But it's a sharp decline for cornerbacks, especially guys who are getting
3: to his age. On the flip side of that, Chris? I would, Derek, I'd piggyback off of you and say Tom Brady. And I think it is going to be especially Tom Brady. Tom Brady if they win another Super Bowl. And as a Bills fan, I cannot wait until Tom Brady retires. I can only imagine the amount of alcohol and the things that Drew would do when Tom Brady... If anybody
7: has ever seen that, I actually listened to a radio show. Somebody called in, and they were taking just... It was a national radio show, and they were talking about what would happen when Tom Brady retired and what the national reaction would be. And the guy brought up the fact that there was a lot of fans in the AFC East would be like that gif image of DJ Khaled in the swimming pool with the massive bottle of champagne just pulling it all over themselves. Just chugging it and celebrating the fact that their arch nemesis is gone.
4: All right. You know, by the way, why is it always a beer thing? It always comes out alcohol for you, man. Listen, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just hey, saying. I'm not saying. i not have a
7: problem. I'm going to say I have an inclination.
6: <laughs> <laughs> they have a reputation uphold there in Buffalo. It just gets cold here. <laughs> After a while, you got to find a way not to feel it. Listen, I see your tailgates on YouTube, man. I know all about it. <laughs> it's great.
4: <laughs> okay, Garrett, while you're there, who makes your last stand this year?
6: Yeah, Julius Peppers is a good one. Brady, I think Ben Roethlisberger is probably an obvious one. Maybe Larry Fitzgerald. Let me go a different route. How about JJ Watt? Two back to back injuries. He's mm-hmm. coming to be He's 29. He's really getting involved with the community in Houston. He's looking to do other things. He's contemplated retirement the last couple of years. If he has another major injury or something bad happens again, I, I don't see why he would want to keep playing. I mean, I know he's one, once he plays, he's the best on the field, obviously, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy the last couple of years. So maybe this is the year that JJ
1: Watt just hangs it up. Brandon. I'm going to Clay Matthews because as a Bears fan, I'm just tired of hearing his name. Too many bad <laughs> memories associated there, but, but, not just from from my analysis, but also talking to other Packer fans. They're saying that he's almost a liability out there now. Like He just doesn't react as fast as he used to. He's not the playmaker he used to be. Uh, so for that reason, I think that uh, happily it's going to be his last stand.
4: All right. So now we're getting down to the real nitty-gritty here. Starting to look at the division races. Brandon, who wins the AFC East?
1: Who finishes Booty. last?
4: And who, get, who, if anyone,
1: gets a wild card? And the AFC East, despite us talking about how much the Patriots are going to fall off, I still have them winning uh, the AFC East there. And last I have uh, going to the Jets. Uh, they still got a lot of pieces to work on. I was reading before we got on here that they're willing to sell or trade uh, Teddy Bridgewater for the right price. They still got some work down there uh, in New York to do. Uh, but I don't have anyone making a wild card out of the AFC East. Garrett?
6: Same here. I know, I know uh, <laughs> the Bills guys over there are not happy. But uh, yeah, no. I think the Patriots win that division. I think it's the Jets who finish last. Um, none of them make the playoffs on the Patriots. I think the Dolphins are close to finishing last for the Jets, but I think they finish a game ahead of the Jets again this year.
4: I'm going to slip in here. I'm going to go with the Patriots winning the division with like 10-6, and 9-7. and seven. It's not going to be as pretty. And finishing last? I'm going with the Dolphins. They just have too many questions for me. I think the Jets are more on a, on a right path right now to where they're going to surprise a few teams this year. They were tough at times last year. So I'm going, to, I'm going to pull the Jets out of the cellar. Wild cards? No. 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 Sorry. No. Drew? I love that you all have relegated this to
7: second place. you not making the playoffs. I'll tell you this. This year's Bills team is probably going to take a step back from last year. It, it prob- if I'm being honest. You know, I'd I'd love to do the Homer shtick of, hey, we're going to be great. Our quarterback situation is not great. Right now, we're choosing between a guy who threw five picks. We have to see if he can mentally recover from that. (laughs) I mean, the only guy who did that and threw multiple touchdowns, like, picks for touchdowns, was Tony Romo. One guy. That's the only one who's ever done it. You've got a rookie with a huge arm who, still is, through training camp, is struggling to get to fifty percent completion
3: in most of his practices. i not yeah. even talking games, practices. Yeah, Josh, Josh Allen couldn't hit sand; it fell off a camel. And well, then, that's, well, that's well said, though, right? His accuracy, blah.
7: Yes, and which is why he's a work in progress. And then you've got AJ McCarron, who would seem like a safe game manager, but he's been holding onto the ball too long and taking a ton of sacks. It's incredible. Ultimately, what, and maybe that's the fault of our team, our wide receiver, I don't know where to place the blame. I love the fact that you pegged this as the second best team in the conference. Of course, New England is going to win it because that's what they do. They're built for this. Year in, year out, as long as they have a Hall of Fame talent at quarterback, first ballot, and a first ballot Hall of Fame coach, they will win this division every single year. I mean, it's. I expect us to compete for that second to third spot, but who knows? The jerks.
4: Okay, but who finishes last? Who finishes
7: last? Oh, the it's, Dolphins. It's absolutely going to be the Jets, and you want to know why? Because Jamal Adams has a huge mouth. He's the he's the epitome <laughs> of a guy with a alligator mouth and a hummingbird ass. Okay, you talk a lot, man. I haven't seen it materialize on the football field. You shut. I think that's going to. That mentality is bad for a locker room. I just, I wish the worst on that franchise. Last place.
5: Dennis. I'll start with the bottom. I'm I'm going to go with the Dolphins. You know, Bovada had um, Adam Gase as the the number one coach besides Hugh Jackson on the hot seat this year. I'll put the Dolphins last. I do think Sam Darnold can do enough to keep them out of last place. And uh, I will put the Bills second for you guys over there. We got, or as we call them, uh, <laughs> Carolina North. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't do that. But unfortunately oh, I do think the Pats have the, uh, the team this year to, uh, to stay up there. It's uh, kind of a no brainer there. So no wild cards either.
4: Okay. Yes. We're going to stay with you. Who wins the AFC North who finishes last? And does anybody get a wild card?
5: You know, I, I know that you talked about the Steelers falling off. I, I just don't think that they can fall off enough to not win their division. Um, as far as the AFC race, uh, I think they fall off. But I th- think the Steelers do still win that. Um, and dare I say this could be a battle between the Browns and Bengals uh, as far as uh, you know last and third. I think the Browns get enough wins to, uh, to go third place there. We'll put the Bengals down the bottom. And uh, I don't think any wild cards out of the North either. All right, Drew? I'm thinking about the North.
7: The king in the North has always been Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's the guy who...
4: AFC, the, man. Come on.
6: AFC. 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 AFC.
7: Oh, Jesus Christ. The AFC North. All right. No I know more beers for you. I don't care yeah. about the AFC North. The AFC North almost doesn't matter because ultimately none of them have competed for a Super Bowl and you have multiple teams who have struggled to make playoff appearances. The AFC North is going to be the Steelers by default because they're the only team that has a quarterback. All of the other teams in that conf- in that division... I just don't see them as being competitive. The Browns, the Browns look like they, you saw hard knocks or maybe it didn't, but that doesn't look like a coaching staff that knows how to pull its way out of one in 31. You look at what, what since doing, you still have Andy Dalton. You look at what the Ravens are doing. Your wide receiver group. You've tried to retool. You have tried to fix your offensive line, you've tried to. Flacco is your problem and you're not addressing. So ultimately you're left with one team. They're going to win it. They're going away.
4: All right. I'm going to, I'm going to slip in here. I'm going to the Steelers. I think we'll see a drop off. I'm stand by that 10, 6, 9, 7. The Ravens will finish second. I do have the Browns uh, moving up into third place with like four or five wins. And I think the Bengals are in major, major trouble this year. They have talent, but they, I think, man, I think, uh, I think the coaches lost that team out there. Okay.
7: But they Brandon. did get the Bills into the playoffs. Woo!
4: Yeah! Crack a beer, Chris! <laughs> <Continue>.
1: <laughs> Brandon. All right, so in the AFC North, I'm, I'm jumping on the Steelers bandwagon here. They're going to win the, the AFC North, I think, without much of a problem. Because, I mean, Bengals, I think we all have said, are going last. The Browns are not going to contend much. And then I have the Ravens going second and getting the wild card. Ooh,
6: wild card. Mm. Wow. All right, Garrett. Yeah, Steel, by the way, I know you're trying to work in that Game of Thrones reference. The King of the North forgot what conference we were in. We we're in the AFC, not <laughs> NFC. So good on you, but let's, let's keep it on topic. Uh, but AFC North is unanimous. Steelers are going to win it. Um, I think you're on a um, hard knocks high while watching the Browns and thinking they might be in third place. They're going to be last. Hugh Jackson just can't get it done. They're going to be the last in division. I don't think the Ravens make the wild card. All right. So here we go.
4: AFC South. Gary, going to stick with you. Who finishes first, who finishes last, and
6: is there a wild card there? First is going to be Jags. I think they make the playoffs. I think the Titans get the wild card again this year. And um, I just don't, I don't know, I I don't have any confidence in Andrew Luck. I know that he's starting to throw the ball now, and that's great. But I think Deshaun Watson's back. That team takes a step forward, but I don't think they quite beat the Titans. So I'm going to say Jags-Titans for the wild card, Colts last.
1: Brandon? Everything. I actually have the Texans winning the AFC South here. I think Deshaun Watson is just enough to be able to push them over the hump. I, th- I think Marcus Mariota kind of falls short in some regards as far as uh, being that quality quarterback needed to, to push them this far. Uh, we talked about, or you talked about Garrett Andrew Luck. I mean, I live in Indiana, so all we hear is Chris Ballard. You know, didn't quite reel in Josh Josh McDaniel, but this guy, this, this coach is the one that he really wanted. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. So <laughs> for that reason, I mean, the Colts are going to finish last. Titans are, are gonna be third, Jacksonville second, they get a wild card and Houston wins the wins the division.
4: Okay, I'm gonna slip in here. I'm going I I really like what the Jaguars have done. I like how they're building. It's a loaded defense. I'm gonna go with Jaguars first. Titans are close second. Oh boy, Texans third. And man, those poor Colts last. I'm gonna I'm gonna hot take this one, guys. I think this actually could wind up being the best division of football this year. Where those top three out four teams could be very, very, very good. Mm -hmm. So, okay, Drew, your thoughts?
7: I think you're all out of your minds. (laughs) You're talking about about the Houston Texans being in last or in third place. Are you nuts? They had Tom Savage starting at quarterback for seven games. That's what. Deshaun Watson went three and three as a starter. Okay, and he was electric. Because what happened was their coaching staff went back to college and said, hey, let's watch his college tape. Let's take our offensive playbook. Let's see if we can kind of make it fit what this guy's skill set is. And as soon as, I mean, we all watched the Monday Night Football game, him and the Bengals. The only touchdown scored was his giant run for a touchdown, which showed off his athleticism. The moment they fixed the playbook after the bye week – He exploded offensively. I expect that to continue. And I'm sorry, but I don't see anybody outside of Jacksonville being able to keep up with that that division. Thank you. I I honestly believe that Jacksonville's defense and their running game will win them a lot of games and win them the division. But Jesus, Houston's going to be right there on their heels the entire time.
4: I mean, that's a... It's crazy. You're conf- I'm I'm confused here. What are you really saying about the Texans here? How many wins? I, I think the Texans could win ten games. They're going to
7: they're going to win ten games. Jacksonville's going to win ten games. Jacksonville's going to win the division, and Houston's going to get the wild card.
4: But we're kind of we kind of are arguing the same path. We're just saying that's going to be a, that's a deep division. Those top yep. three teams. Oh,
3: it is. But I just I, I heard but Drew doesn't some listen to other opinions other than his own. No, I heard <laughs> yeah. I
7: I heard some people talk about how they thought <laughs> Texans were third in the division. Are you crazy behind who? The Texans with Marcus Mariota? The guys have checked down captains. But look at,
4: the, look at the rest of that roster, man. Look at the rest of what's what they have. That's a, that's a team with a lot of pieces. If Mariota is even halfway decent this year, that's an 11-12 win team.
7: Now,
4: will it be halfway decent? I don't know. Mariotta. But that's a loaded franchise right there, right now.
7: Okay. Okay. Go toe to you have a loaded offense. Go toe to toe with a loaded defense. Right. Same,
4: but even defensively, they are a lot stronger as well. They made a lot. They look at the, look at the roster. They, they have the
7: argument. You lose Jonathan Ciprian on the back end. Now you don't have that deep safety. He played so many snaps deep for that team last year. You've just lost your deep coverage, which prevents you from putting guys into the box. I'm sorry, I'm not going to argue. X's and O's. We're going to keep this at a high level. What I'm going to say is I think the Houston Texans are almost the best team in their division.
3: Almost.
5: Okay. Dennis, your thoughts? Hey, it's about time the AFC South is uh, one of the most exciting divisions out there. huh? Thank you. <laughs> and actually, they, they are a division where every team technically does have a good quarterback. Um I've kind of an interesting one here. I think you're going to see in the AFC South, what we saw last year with the NFC South, which is three of these teams make the playoffs. Uh, I do think the Jaguars do take the division just because defense, I guess wins championships, as they say, Um, you know, the Titans though, I had an Uber driver in Nashville talk to me my entire ride. Wouldn't let me speak about how good the Titans are going to be this year. You know, picking up some Patriots players like Dion Lewis, Butler, Uh, They just picked up Kenny Vaccaro in the safety, too. And just that offense. Now, I do think that they'll be right there for a wild card. And the rest of the AFC, I don't know, is kind of trash. I think that three playoff teams can come out of that division. Jaguars will win it in a close one with the Texans right under them. And then I think the Titans will get that last wild card. I was waiting
6: to see who would big time us and pull up sources. Your Uber driver—that's a good one. <laughs>
5: yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, don't confirmed. 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 <laughs> I,
4: I, I, all right. Hashtag okay. sources. Okay, so we are actually getting low on time here. I, I promised Garrett here that we roll out of here <laughs> in about an hour. So <laughs> well, I'm throwing, throwing. I'm going robust a little. Bit as don't. As we move.
6: <laughs> don't make me the bad guy. We'll go as long as we want. Okay.
4: Well, as long as you're having fun. All right. This is a fun, fun show. Okay, we got to do this again because this has been fun.
6: All right,
5: stick with Den. Who wins the AFC West, who finishes last, and who's your wild card? You know, every the last two years have been a lot of Chargers picks, so, but with their injuries, I'd, it's tough. I think the Chiefs win that division, and I don't know how the Raiders are going to be under Groot, and I hate to just throw them in the last, but I'll, I'll put the Broncos in, in the last with a, uh, a third and fourth chase with the uh, Raiders. So uh, Chiefs, Chargers. Raiders, Broncos, no wild cards.
4: Okay, I'm going to roll out there, and I'm going to hate saying this. I'm really, really going to hate saying this. I'm going to say the Chargers win this division. I think it's a really strong team out there. They get everybody healthy, hopefully quickly, and that's going to be a team that is going to scare some people. Kansas City concerns me with that quarterback. I know everybody's in love with this guy. I'm not not in love with... (sighs) He's he's being predicted for the right things based on what one game, one NFL game. I'm not seeing it. Oakland's loaded with talent. They have a lot of talent, but who knows? The Broncos' solid defense, no offense. I don't. I don't want to think about the SU West. I'm going to go with the Chargers first. I'm going nobody else. It's a wild card out of there, and I'm not confident in the Chiefs. And I'll I'll give last the Raiders. All right, Drew, go. Hey, I'm just looking at the statistics.
7: Everyone loves the New England Patriots and talks about how great they are. The LA Chargers were the best passing offense in football last year. With Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, and whoever plays quarterback for Denver. Case case. (laughs) if If he's the guy. I'm assuming he has to be because Paxton Lynch, eh. But... Ultimately, I think that that's the team to beat in that division. I mean, it has to be, right? Their defense has pass rush. They've got coverage. They've got some uh, Jason Verrett. That's a huge blow. But ultimately, they look like a team that they threw the ball last year well, better than anybody, and didn't make the playoffs. I think that if they can stay a little healthier than they usually do, they'll be fine, and they'll win that division.
1: All right. Brandon? Garrett and I are going to become good friends after the end of this episode. I've got the Chargers winning the, the AFC West as well. Phillip Rivers, Joy Bose had 12 and a half sacks last year. We've got deep wide receiver talent, deep secondary, Melvin Gordon. I mean, they're going to be really, really tough. And I'm really not confident in anybody going second, third, or fourth in this division because I think without Matt Nagy and the Chiefs, I had them as the biggest drop-off. Like we said, Broncos have no offense, and we don't know anything about Oakland with John Girton out there. So no wild cards, no idea who's going to finish last, third, or second.
6: Garrett. All right, so I guess I'll take the homer stance here. I think the Chargers win this division. Um, even though they, left, they lost Jason Verrett, they've got Casey Hayward, who's one of the best corners in the league, arguably next to Jalen Ramsey. They've got Trevor Williams, who was a top 15 corner last year and a top five slot corner in Des King. It was kind of a four guys, only three spots at that point. So losing Jason Verrett wasn't a huge loss for the Chargers. They'll run up the same three corners, which were very good last year. Losing Hunter Henry is a big deal. Uh, so not having him is going to be bad, but Ken Wisenhunt has talked about them running four wide more often, which is four wide receiver deep with the Chargers. Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams, having Mike Williams back this year, and Travis Benjamin, they're going to be able to fill that spot and have a lot more receiving weapons out of the backfield with Melvin Gordon. So I think they win the division. I think Casey's next. I I just can't count out Andy Reid not winning 9 to 11 games every single year. So I think they am getting a a wild card spot, even with all the question marks. I think the Broncos end up losing out because they've just got a ton of question marks. Just,
4: just one note here on the Raiders. I, you guys have all kind of pointed that nobody knows what this team is going to be in like in Oakland. Nobody. They've got talent. I have. To me, they could be an eleven-win team. They could be a four-win team. I just,
6: I don't, I don't know what to think about them. We know they're going to be old. They signed like every guy over thirty they possibly could. We know that for a fact. <laughs> this is true. This is. <laughs> All
4: right, well, speaking of California teams, it is summertime out there in SoCal. means sun, hot weather, visits to the pool, but time is running out. And if you're looking to get some work done, resurface, you put in a new pool, check out Jayhawk Pool Plaster Remodeling at 4780 East Wesley Avenue in Anah- Anaheim, California. Jayhawk Pool Plaster Remodeling serves Orange County in the Southland, and they're run by Jayhawk, the eldest son of former Ram John Hawk. He built his business on a mantra of fantastic results and amazing customer service. So please, Head on over to jayhawkpools.com. Take a look at their work. You can see the quality of their finishes and in the testimonies provided by past customers. I mean, some serious, serious testimonies. If you are looking to remodel, resurface, or even put a new pool in, give Jayhawk a call at 714-695-0700. Again, that's 714-695-0700. You can even email them at info at jhawkpools.com. Folks, this is a great opportunity to support our podcasts and help fellow members of the Rams family. If you live out in the air, give Jayhawk Pull Plus or a call. You'll be glad you did. Also, our family of podcasts. We now have three podcasts under our family. We're looking for sponsors for the 2018 season. It's a great, inexpensive way to get the word out on your business. Our numbers are growing crazy fast like, seriously, like 40 times from where they were a year ago. Not joking. Get in early. Cut in and get your rates in now. We'll save you some money. Reach out to us at Talk 1945 at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 657-666-5453. We do have a media kit ready to get out to you. Okay. You guys ready? Let's do it. Right. Okay. NFC. Here we go. Back to you, Garrett. Who wins the NFC East? Who finishes last? And does anyone take
6: wild wildcard? So, I I think it's obvious Eagles win this division. I think there's still too many question marks in this division. I think the Giants take a step up, and I think the Redskins take take a step back. I think the Redskins finish last. You've got Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Redskins.
1: Brandon? I have the Giants winning because I had them taking the biggest step up in the league. Uh, And then I have Philly after that winning the wild card. uh, Washington finishing last, and Dallas going third. This is going to be a very, very tight division. I'm going hot. Uh, Wow. That
4: kind of blew me away. Kind of blew me away. I'll slip (laughs) in here. Last year, I had the Giants take in the division and took the biggest knock on the chin here in the Rams talk staff. I'm not doing that again. I do think they're going to step up, but the Eagles are just too loaded, man. I'm going to go with the Eagles at first. Giants will go second. Redskins third, guys. I'm throwing Cowboys. I'm throwing Dallas in the basement. I do not Mm. like how they look thus far. I don't like it. I could be wrong. There is talent there, but it just was an offseason that, to me, an offseason from hell for them. So, okay, Drew, go. Well,
7: I hate all these teams, and I have good reason to do so. <laughs> Every one of these teams has either beaten the Bills in a Super Bowl, or I just I don't like their faces. What I'll say is this: the the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Patriots last year in the Super Bowl. Their roster is pretty much intact. It seems like they've done a lot of things to keep that going. I have them winning the division. That being said, it's going to be hard fought. I agree with I don't know who said it. Dallas, I think you can only judge a conference by its quarterbacks. Dallas is the weakest of them. Dallas is in the basement. And the wild card, I think you could easily have at least two, maybe three if everything clicked in Washington. Teams make the playoffs
4: out of this division. Watch your mic? What's your mic? Please. You're over there. I don't know if it's the beer talking, but the the mic slipped at the end.
6: It's the beer talking. If we're talking three teams out of this division making the playoffs, oh boy, Dan, what you
5: got? You know, I, I hope I don't eat my words here because we do play the NFC East this year. But um, a lot of people talking about the Eagles taking that step back, Super Bowl hangover. I, I do see a step back, but I don't think it's enough to lose a division. Um, I do think the Giants will be right up there on their heels, though, and the Cowboys in the basement uh and just due to this division i don't think a wild card comes out of the east so eagles first cowboys last no wild card
4: okay i'm gonna stick with you Dan. and this is this is your hit this is your moment who wins the nfc south who finishes last who's your wild card
5: you know i i, I said it to you last time i can't pick the panthers to win this division losing to the saints three times last year granted the playoff loss was a. Uh, a little different of a roster. I do think the Saints would do win this division on a down to the wire race with the Panthers, with the Falcons right there as well. Um, so I'll take the Saints. The Bucks, the, they're down in the basement, eating W's. But uh, I think the Saints t- take the division and um, get at least a wild co- t- a one wild card team out of this division. I won't say two like last year. So I'll, I'll say yeah, Saints, Bucks, and one wild card. Hopefully. To the Panthers. True. We're
7: going to play him tomorrow night. I I think the Panthers are probably, I want to say, one of the weaker teams if Jameis Winston was
3: starting. I mean Cam Newton?
7: No, no, no. If Jameis Winston was starting, I'd name Carolina as the weakest team in oh, okay. this division. Okay. The Saints have the best quarterback. They have the best coach. Therefore, I expect them to win. I mean, that's that's what happens in football. I've watched it happen in my division year after year after year. When you have a stud and you have a stud, you put the two of them together, they run the game. It doesn't matter what you want to do against them. They find a way to come over the top. Saints win it. I have Tampa in the basement because of the Jameis Winston suspension. I just don't see how you come back from it. You're missing your starter, and you have a guy who has a losing career record in the NFL as a starter. He's going to come in and get you through three rough games to start the year, and then what's your team? Where are you? You're, you're out of the wild cards. There are no wild card bids out of the NFC South. New Orleans. Wins.
4: All right, I'm going to slip in and go with. I'm going to go with New Orleans in first place. Too talented across the board. The only caveat to that, I'll, I'll say it out there. Having seen the Saints a lot last year, I know Den has as well. Drew Brees is starting to move back. He's, his arm is getting weaker. He's not throwing as accurate as a ball. So if an injury happens to him or if he wears out, that team's in a little bit of trouble. Uh, i seven first. The Falcons, I like what they did in the offseason, the draft. in you know, a agency, they moved really well. Great pieces. I have them second. Carolina third. And it really comes down to Cam Newton being inconsistent. It's all it really is. Cam Newton is just so inconsistent. I can't go with that. And the Bucks have, the Bucs to me are frustrating because they have talent. And again, it's quarterback, like you were saying, Drew. As long as Jameis Winston cannot get his head out of his rear end, that team's not going anywhere. And that's a shame. It's a real shame.
1: Brandon. Uh, just echoing what everyone else has said so far. Uh, <laughs> the Saints are going to be pretty pissed off that they're on the wrong side of the Minnesota Miracle. I think they're going to really run the table this year. Uh, they obviously win the division in the NFC South and night of the Buccaneers. Also finishing last Uh and I really don't like playing them every year. Uh, I've watched them every year since we started doing this podcast. And Jameis Winston always seems to find a way to beat the Bears. And it's typically something with the secondary. I'm looking at you, Chris Conte. Uh, so I, I, I do think they finish last because Winston's just not that great of a quarterback.
6: All right. Garrett? It's unanimous. Yeah, Saints win the division. I've got the Falcons finishing second. I think they get the wild card. Buccaneers obviously last year like everybody else thinks. I just think the Panthers didn't do enough in the offseason. I know drafting D.J. Moore does well, but their wide receiver core is just a mess, you know, with Funchess and Torrey Smith. And I don't know. It, to me, it seems like D.J. Moore and Curtis Samuel do the same thing as a Z receiver. So it seemed a little redundant on draft day to pick him up. But uh, I say the Panthers finished third. I got back uh, Buccaneers four. So Falcons and Saints make playoffs.
4: Okay, guys, stick with you here. NFC North, Garrett. Finishes last. Who he finishes first. Any wild cards?
6: Uh, so I think the Vikings win this division again, defense is too good. We talked about how, how good this team was. Um, so Vikings win the division. I think Trubisky does better, but still struggles. I think they're last. Um, I think the Packers take a little bit better jump than seven to nine last year and, uh, have the Lions finishing third. So Vikings, Packers, Lions,
1: Bears. Random. Brandon? Yeah, I'm on the the same boat as far as who wins the division. It's going to be Minnesota. We talked about how great they were. I don't have my Bears finishing last. <laughs> I have them have them fighting for for third with uh, Detroit. I, I think there is a little hitch in the giddy up as far as a learning curve with a new coach. I mean, a whole lot of turnover. I'd like to be more optimistic, but I think that. All the turnover, a lot of things to learn with Mitch Trubisky, Matt Nagy, all those, all those play a factor. They get third. Detroit finishes last. Uh, I hate to say Green Bay second, so I'll say the Bears second, but but Green Bay third. But yeah.
4: <laughs> all right, I'm going to slip in here and say uh, I'm going to go Green Bay in first. Uh, I just, I mentioned, earlier, I just love everything they did in the offseason, especially especially the draft and, and solidifying positions that needed help. If they can keep Rogers healthy, they're first. I have a bad, and this is more emotional. I'm not trying to be the emotional lady of the conversation here or anything. But the Vikings, I don't have a good feeling about them and Kirk Cousins for whatever reason. I just don't have a good feeling about it. Something that doesn't sit right with me. And to me, looking at that roster overall, looking at the way they played last year, I think they played a little bit over their heads in Minnesota last year. So I'm going to take them second. Still a good team. Chicago third. Detroit fourth. And I think that's a very competitive division overall. I don't, I don't see Detroit finishing like three and thirteen or anything. You're just six, seven win team, Bears seven, win, eight win seven, one, one team, so on and so forth. Uh, Drew,
7: well, we already know how I feel about this because of my drunken slip up earlier. Yeah, King of the North. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. You got to summon it in <laughs> twice. For as long <laughs> as he is healthy, Aaron Rodgers will win this division. I'm sorry, I'm convinced of it. The same way Tom Brady. As long as he's healthy, we'll rule this division. I think the Green Bay Packers win this division. The Vikings have a lot. They do what a lot of successful football teams do. They run the football well. They play defense. But we've seen it time and time again. The X factor is can you throw the ball explosive? This guy threw touchdown to a guy named Jeff Janis. Some guy named Jeff Janis caught 100 yards worth of passes from him in a playoff game. Where is he now? Lord only knows. The Packers will win the division. The Vikings will get the wild card. I have the Lions going to the basement. Okay. I'm. I, that's it. That's how I feel. All
5: right, Dan. Yeah, I picked one wild card out of the NFC South because I do think the North can grab the other one. I have the Packers taking the division. Uh, very similar, uh, to the Aaron Rodgers statement there. I think as long as he's playing with a full year, um, especially with Jimmy Graham now, who knows what happens there. Mm-hmm. I think the Vikings do get the wild card. I feel same as you, Derek, uh, cousins just feels weird to me there, but they do have Dalvin cook coming back. Um, so I don't know what happens there, but I, and then unfortunately <laughs> I think the bears are in the bottom of that division. So Packers Vikings getting the wild card and bears in the last spot. Okay,
4: fourteen. Our fourteenth question uh, as outlined here in my little shindig here. I'm going to go first because it's the NFC West. Who wins the NFC West? Who finishes last? The wild card. I am going to go with the Rams. I think there's too much talent there to say otherwise. They're a team that is pretty much built themselves for this year. You know, through hell of high water. This is the year. Next year, the their two-year window. So the Rams, the 49ers in second place. I I'm not sure it's close. Uh, the 49 to me are a year away. They're getting there. I don't, I'm not as in love with Jimmy G as everybody else as I think when you only get five starts in the NFL, and most of those games are meaningless games. It doesn't really say a whole lot. Now he's in a situation where he's expected to do something, and I'm not sure you can count on that yet. I'm just not sure of that. The Seahawks slip. I'm going to put Seahawks in last place. They've been, their drafting has been horrible. It reminds me of the early 2000s Rams where they just started drafting garbage.
5: That puts the, the Cardinals, who I think,
4: have a good blueprint that puts him in third place. So
5: Dan. Yeah. I am going to take the Rams here. I've mentioned them. I I think that they are one of the top teams in the, in the whole conference. Um, slight hot take here. I'm kind of with you on the 49ers. Um, you know, especially living in Boston here and how, how great Jimmy Garoppolo is when you got a guy you don't have film for, and you don't expect to play, anything can happen. I want to see him do it from week one. Still doesn't really have anyone to throw to out there. Um, I'll, I'm going to take them to go in the third spot. I'm going to put the Cardinals above them in the second spot. I think they're kind of flying under the radar with, uh, with Rosen, too. And then the Seahawks are just kind of a mess right now in um, kind of, dare I say, rebuild mode. So Rams, Cardinals, Niners, Seahawks. Drew? I
7: mean, when you look at the division, what are you going to say? It's the Rams and everybody else. The Rams are going to win this thing because they have to. It's what they're built to do. It's what you guys paid all the money to make them do. I don't understand what you're doing with Aaron Donald right now, and I'm sure that's you're going to expand on that in future podcasts. And I think that could oh, be we a, have
4: been. We
7: have that's been. the linchpin between you guys being a team that loses in the divisional round of the playoffs or goes to play for a Super Bowl. Having said that, that team has way too much talent and too smart of an offensive coordinator to fail. So then I look at the rest of the division and I say, who are you? Well, out of all of them, the team I have the least amount of faith in is Pete Carroll. Shocking. Pete Carroll has lost that team. You've got veterans that have been trying to buck the trend, get out, retire, fight their contracts. I feel like the Seahawks hit the cliff this year, end up at the bottom of the division. I don't think there's any wild card coming out of that that division. And I think the Seahawks are staring up at everybody else. (laughs) just passing them by.
1: Brandon. I'm going to surprise you guys here a little bit. Uh, I do have the Rams winning the NFC West uh, for obvious reasons. A lot of loaded talent there. Uh, I have the Seahawks unraveling and taking last. And my wild card team is actually going to be the 49ers. Uh, I think the NFC East beats themselves up quite a bit. And Philly is going to be able to get the one spot. Uh, and a lot of wins are going to come out of that division, but that leaves the NFC North without a wild card, South without a wild card. So I leave it to the 49ers, uh, kind of a, a splash team with my, uh, Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy G there.
6: Okay. So uh, again, agree with everybody else. Rams, I'm actually going to take a different approach in the last division. I'm going to say Cardinals. I'm going to say Sam Bradford, like Sam Bradford does gets injured. And I think Josh Rosen has a learning curve this first year. So I think he struggles a little bit. The Seahawks are garbage and they have still done nothing to address their offensive line i don't know how in what world they live in where they don't address the offensive line they've needed it for years and they still don't do it and getting dj fluker who's an ex-charger watching him every year since he's been drafted is definitely not the answer he is garbage that line is a mess and he's going to get russell wilson killed but i still think they take third in the division and i think we all missed the boat here on the biggest jump being the 49ers, some of us saying they may make the playoffs, but at least saying they'd finish second. So that's another sleeper team that will make a big jump this year from 6-10, and 10, you know? So I've got them finishing second. I've got Green Bay uh, as the wild card, and uh, so I, I don't have anybody making the wild card here in this division.
4: All right, so here we go. Last question. Last question, guys. Which two teams face off in the Super Bowl, and who wins? Garrett.
6: Um, I'll make it quick. Uh, I think Rams and Saints battle it out. I think ultimately, I'm sorry to do this to you on your own podcast, but I think the Saints make it to the Super Bowl this year. I think Ingram Kamara uh, is going to be a big, big weapon this year. And then I think the Patriots just end up falling into it. Uh, there's nobody in the AFC that's really a contender other than maybe the Jags. There's nobody that's going to scare the Patriots. I know they take a step back, but I think ultimately Brady, Belichick, win this thing out, Brady's last hurrah, he finishes out on top and wins the Super Bowl. Patriots win it.
1: Wow. Brandon? See, this is why Garrett and I are going to be best friends by the end of this episode. Because <laughs> I also have the Saints winning the NFC and winning the Super Bowl. Uh, they're going to go against uh, the sleeper team in the NFL this year, the Los Angeles Chargers. I think they're really, really deep. Oh. And they're, going to, they're going to. I think you guys are going to really scare a lot of people this year. I have them winning the AFC. Boy,
7: true. <laughs> wow, I heard. I love you, man. I was prepared, and then I heard. <laughs> Chargers winning the AFC.
1: <laughs> well, we talked about the Patriots unraveling, so that's why I really think the Chargers let, could do let it. Let me
7: take a sip of this beer. It's gonna
1: be it's gonna be
4: the Patriots out of the AFC. Right. Well, you know why he's saying that? It's, it's the it's the five interceptions, man. Yeah,
6: it's. The, <laughs> forgetting that game, shot.
4: Where I live,
7: this is what it comes down to for me. When I think about the Super Bowl, the Patriots are have always been representative of the AFC in the Super. They, they have been the cream of the crop most years. This year, I don't think that happens. I think that this is the year they take a step back. That being said, the Jaguars last year showed that they could step up. I think a Jaguar's, a Jaguars making the Super Bowl makes sense. They got stronger. They got deeper. Jaguars make the Super Bowl. And from the NFC, I, my Super Bowl favorite, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm pandering to the host. If you sign Aaron Donald, <laughs> I swear to God, my favorite is the Rams to play the Jaguars, and because you have the superior quarterback, you win. Rams win the Super Bowl. That's my bet. I guess that's why I'm so angry over what's going on with Aaron Donald.
4: Well, the Aaron Donald situation—we've—we've we've talked about that in the last couple of podcasts, at our—and it's. I think it's not as bad as. I think the, the media is blowing that thing up, man. I, I really do. Uh, here
5: we go, Dan. What's your take? So, yeah, you know, one thing we didn't know a lot of people didn't talk about, and we didn't talk about here, is I, I would say the Saints, as much as I'd get, you know, called out for that for uh, Panthers Nation here. But, you know, one thing no one's talking about is that whole Mark Ingram suspension and Ken Kamara carry those four games without him. And a, a loss in the NFC South is a big deal, especially, you know, on a divisional game. So. Those four, first four games, we'll see what we got with the Saints. For that reason, I'm actually going to go with a, kind of a hot take for you, Derek. I do think the Rams can make the NFC championship, but I do think that they lose to the Packers. I have the Packers as my NFC team, especially what they did in the draft this year to their secondary. Josh Jackson and Jair Alexander um, they also picked up a linebacker, Orin Burks, too. Um, a lot of people not talking about the Packers over there. As far as the AFC um, I'm going to go Jaguars. I think the Jaguars finally get over the Patriot hump this year and beat them in the AFC Championship. So Packers-Jags uh, this January or February, whenever it is. All
4: right, so this comes down to me. And for me, I look at this as uh, strength of schedule. I look, at, uh, I look at how the rosters are built right now, and I'm seeing a couple of things. I see in the NFC, I think the strength of schedule... In terms of inner division, hurts the Packers. I look at the Eagles, and I do think they have a softer run. And the Rams, having the 49ers, that those four teams, no matter what happens, they they, they beat each other up. That those four teams do in the NFC West. So I, and the Saints, to me, that the the NFC South is just going to be, that's just going to be blood and guts all year over the NFC South. So I think just by virtue of health, by virtue of Overall strength of schedule, I, I think the Eagles have a great advantage here. And yeah, I'm not saying the repeat. I'm, effort, I'm, going to, I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to go Eagles Jaguars in this Super Bowl. I think the Rams make it to the NFC Championship game. It'll be in Philadelphia, and that'll that'll be the end for them, unfortunately. And I, I'm, by the way, I hope I'm wrong, folks. I hope I'm wrong. But and I'm going to go the Jaguars beating the Eagles in the Super Bowl.
6: Hmm. You will not catch me putting my own money on Blake Bortles going Super Bowl. I'm no, sir. Money on this. I'm not putting money on Bortles. I'm putting money on
4: that defense. We I'm hear put money on that defense. my
7: podcast, uh, this is Drew. Over at my podcast, we make what are called Seagram's bets, which is where it's, a, it's more of a shame bet than anything else. You have to chug a Seagram's when you think you're wrong.
3: Hey, I'll bet you. I'll bet. Chris. I will bet you a Seagram's right now that Jacksonville does not make it. Your deal. John. Wait, what should happen? I just okay. bet.
4: There you go. Podcast yeah. This code. is going to sound
3: weird, Brandon.
4: Yes. you there. Did yes. I get your take, man?
1: Yeah, I said uh, Chargers. That's when everyone we went. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. I've
4: been, kind of, i of, Yeah, you've been. You've been the quietest one this far. I'm thinking. I did, with well, Brandon, didn't I?
1: No, you did. <laughs> it's, good. it's getting but late. I want to. I want to add to your point, though. About uh, we talked about Blake Bortles, you know, mm-hmm. being the quarterback in the Super Bowl. I agree that I don't think he can do it. And as much as you want to think that Jacksonville's defense is going to be the best. It doesn't matter to me, really, because in the last Super Bowl, how many combined points were there? I mean, I think 70-something? I mean, come on. Defenses, as much as I'd like to say defenses win championships, you really need the, uh, a, an elite, I don't want to say elite quarterback because Philip Rivers, I don't think is quite there yet, but he's a really good quarterback. So, I mean, I think that for that reason, with the Patriots unraveling, we get the Chargers there.
4: All right, guys. I, you know, I'm i going to lay this out there. I, th- I would love in Five months' time, six months' time to come back again and do the same roundtable, same people, and look back our predictions and make fun of ourselves. What do you guys think? Be fun? <laughs> I'm
7: absolutely down yeah, that. Drew, Yeah, Drew, so
4: Drew so a drink Seagrams
3: in front of all of you. Uh. We, we
4: might all be drinking Seagrams in that podcast. <laughs> okay, uh, before we close up shop, uh, our weekly trivia question, uh, if you email us the answer at RamsTalk1945 uh, gmail.com, you will be entered to win a copy of Hollywood's team from Jim Hawk. Your trivia question is, Info, come on, don't cheat. Don't Google this, man. Just be, just be honest. What college did Les Richter graduate from? Again, what college does, did Les Richter graduate from? Email us your answer. Put in Richter in your subject, and we will select a winner from the correct answers. All right, guys, any final thoughts before we shut down the shop? Bear down. Bear down. That's
5: Brendan. <laughs> Dan, I'll go with that. I'll say, keep pounding, guys. <laughs> hey, we'll see you, t- and we'll see you tomorrow, Rockpile. How's that?
7: Absolutely, I can't <laughs> wait for this game against you guys, where Cam Newton throws a pick and then goes and puts a towel over his head. <laughs> the, the,
5: the same towel he puts over his head when he throws five touchdowns. So, yes. Uh,
4: All
5: right,
6: Garrett,
4: King of the North. King of the North. <laughs> Was that Garrett saying that?
6: <laughs> yeah. King of the North. <laughs> All right,
4: <laughs> folks, um, real quick, I'm going to give everyone, these guys, a chance to give a shout out to their podcast or where you can follow them on Twitter. Uh, it, you know, it takes a lot to organize a podcast. These guys are sacrificing their times uh, to come on our show for this. And it was a fun show. So I'm going to start with Garrett. Uh, give a shout out. Where can people find you in your show?
6: Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at Garrett Sisti, same first and last name and uh, the podcast for the Chargers. And SB Nation is called the Lightning Round Podcast. So you can catch all your Chargers info there.
1: Brandon. Yep, you can follow us at, uh, at the Bears Bros on Twitter. Uh, or you can find us on our website, thebearsbros.com. Or you can find just about anything that we do. Uh, so go and check us out.
3: Oh, boy. Rock Pile Report. Yeah, we just did a show uh, earlier this evening. We had Travis Wingfield from Locked On Dolphins talking about Dolphins training camp. com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeart
7: Radio, live story, Chris, at Rock Report on Twitter.
5: Den, we're at Keep Pound Den on Twitter, uh, Keep Pound Den podcast on all the iTunes, Spotify, and everything. And we're also um, all of our stuffs on theriotreport dot And we'll be on the road with them for uh, all the away games this year, doing doing live stuff. So be fun. Awesome.
4: Awesome. Guys, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TalkRams and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash RamsTalk. You can find me on Twitter at DC Paula. Don't forget us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Android, Google Play, Player FM. Pretty much almost like everywhere. We're also on iBeat Radio on Monday, sorry, sorry, Wednesdays, Saturdays and Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific time. For the entire crew here tonight, this is Derek C. Paula. Take it easy.